This is Wittgenstein's Table, the crypto philosophy podcast. Usually we mix talk about history, philosophy, psychology, and economics with some open questions about the future we want to build. Today is a little different. I had fun making a dramatized double short story set in two very different future universes. In one, the blockchain has brought about complete transparency. In the other, it's brought about complete privacy. Please enjoy. Remember that these are fictional. The opinions expressed are the opinions of the characters. The characters and their thoughts and even their accents are inspired by the real world, but they aren't meant to be references to anything specific. Both are a mix of utopian and dystopian. Which one do you like better? We'll talk about that in the future. For now, enjoy the story. It's one of those clocks with the mechanical second hand, stopping at each little bar. The kind when, when you look at them, your eyes trick you into seeing the first second as longer than normal seconds. Actually, in this room, every second seems longer than normal seconds. Ugh, I really need this job. The position is a reputation reader. I had what they call a rough bringing, so I'm ace for the job. Corps need people like me to make sure employees' social media posts aren't read the wrong way. By the young, impetuous, street-savvy crowds. Last thing any corp needs is the names and pictures of their employees insulted with graffiti-style QR codes linking to their nudes or rants or other screw-ups. Reputation readers go over each and every outgoing social media post that employees make. Providing your employers with a personal key with edit access is a condition of employment at most places these days. Akshadeep, we're ready to see you now. I do my best to control my emotions and thoughts strictly. ScreenPoint makes pre-emote screeners for wearables. So whatever my interviewers are wearing, it's connected to the global internet of things, and even to the off-planet scene. A continually self-refining storehouse of information on faces, body movements, sounds, smells, all the physical and chemical signals that can pre-hint a human's actions, sometimes by a significant period of time. Activist groups claim that even after pre-emotes, people can make conscious changes that differ from the screener's predictions. But the incidence of these free will divergences, as they call them, is believed to be very low. Pre-emote scanners are used everywhere by law enforcement, by school teachers, even by the latest cars to predict when to take driving control. With all of the information out there on my past, and with all of the run-ins I've had with interview rooms at the station, with courts of law, with psychiatrists, with remedial therapy, the network has a lot of specific bio-info on me. All right, Akshadeep, I have to turn what they know about me into a strength. I have to convince them that I understand the perspective of all those people out there looking to make a name for themselves and even a bag of coin by reinterpreting what corp employees say and post into a social firestorm. I know the numbers. Anyone in the world can track the company's accounts, and if I land this position, I'll bring home a cool point two per year. I can't shake the feeling of little lasers running over me. Mr. Kumar? My mind races. For all the prep I did on the staff, I can't image this man. I have to glance at the words streaming past my face. It's too obvious that I'm reading. Uh, Mr. Montalban, 
It's a pleasure to meet with you today. Please accept my condolences about your father. He snorts and points to a chair. Micro gadgets line the room. Some are shelved on their own. Some are fashionably pinned and strapped to mannequins. I'm looking over your file, Mr. Kumar. And I must say I'm surprised to see you looking so... at liberty. I've put all that behind me, Mr. Montalban. Now, that knowledge of my former circles positions me as the ideal candidate for reputation reader. Something near Montalban's eyes blinks red, then stays red. Not good. Well, based on something I'm seeing here, I'm afraid we'll have to put you on probation for all of our devices, effective immediately. Excuse me? What? ScreenPoint does not condone the use of our biometric forecasters for taking advantage of others or for violating the rules of transparency. I paid my time for that, sir. That's public record. Mm-hmm. And I suppose your little escapades of imagination with various passers-by on the way here was just to keep your skills tuned and ready for your job? Of course. Even when everyone was always listening, always reading, always collecting and analyzing and even smelling, my mind had slipped on the way over. Some screener had pieced my thoughts together from biological clues. I check my account. Oh, just barely enough for a vodka. Buzzing drones scan me as I leave screen point. They're evaluating my emotions as I leave to measure my satisfaction with the interactions here, to compare my emotions with a bunch of other people who have just been rejected from a job. They're looking for signs I've stolen something or that I'm about to take revenge on this place for being rejected. They'll match up my body language with other IoT bots around the world to see what I do next and improve their algorithms accordingly. The closest bar is a gritty second floor stab with cyan lights, a cliche from the neo-noir of the 20s. The bouncer scans me and grunts. I'll let you in. With a restraint. Yeah, I'm used to it. Here you go. I offer my hand. He checks to see which hand is dominant for me, then clamps a handcuff on my left wrist. Zap at the first sign of trouble. Okay. The neon blue light pulses to the music. As I enter, the jukebox blinks at me and modifies its mix just a touch. It's not so much about playing what everyone loves as playing what nobody here hates. The best jukebox models even try to break up fights with sentimental, nostalgic tunes from the combatants' pasts, and failing that, with songs about togetherness and community. I look at the screen brought over by the bartender. You know, I'd really like more than one drink, my old self thinks. I bet I could get one of those old pre-coiners over there. The pair are chatting about the latest fake video posted by a celebrity. Is that Gib Melson? <laughs> yeah, some naked racist rant he posted. But it's unconfirmed. No proof of time, no proof of location, no redundant proof angles, not even two. Can't be genuine. Well, maybe it is, maybe it ain't. Oh, look, watch this part. No. You know, at first it seemed like being able to prove the genuineness of videos was a blessing. One that saved the courts and the public from having to bring in expensive analysts with their fallacious opinions on what was evidence and what was faked. But once the public and the law stopped believing videos without some decentralized proof attached, videos like this one multiplied. Videos are easy to fake, of course, unlike the proofs attached to them, 
But every once in a while, someone catches a proofy video from a side angle or from far away, an alternate, verified shot of someone else shooting an unverified video. <laughs> Proving that the celebrity actually did shoot the video. Maybe a rant like this. A celebrity shooting a video trusting that everyone would think it was faked. For non-celebrities, of course, it was much easier. They used the new mistrust to try to spread inciting and outright illegal content without a drop of legal liability. Hi, hi there. Are you gentlemen looking for another round? The old bartender plants his tablet in front of the pre-coiners, QR code ready to receive their money. But they're into their conversation, and, and soon people are crowding around them to watch the ranting maybe VIP, maybe CGI. I glance behind me. There's no one. I could just move to join them, watching their screen, and make the plant on the way. It's tempting. In a previous life, I was skilled at Q-Art. I know, I know. I always thought Q-Art was a dumb name, too. I would use all kinds of high and low-tech methods to intercept QR code payments, usually tricking the payer to send money to the wrong place. Where things got really tricky is when hot wallets started communicating with verified chains. The wallet would connect and figure out that the recipient address on the QR code wasn't actually a verified institution that matched the spender's current verified location, and then it would stop the transaction. But drunken pre-coiners? I can get them to clear the pay anyway, despite the warnings. <sighs> if I ever want that screen point job, I have to play it clean. I do go over to watch the video, though. We point and laugh and groan in disgust. Then I chat the pair up for a while. <laughs> they offered to buy me another drink. But I turn them down. The screeners in the corner have been watching me for the past few minutes and it's freaking me the hell out. Time to go home. few minutes later, I'm on the street, restraint removed. I want to beat it before those screeners beacon onto me and follow me for the rest of my damned life. It's a challenge to return home without triggering anxiety alarms. An anxiety bio-anomaly on a drinking ex-con just turned down for a job? That would get sent live cap to every cop and cop bot in town. I do my best to keep calm, and tell myself I have to speed home to feed Cypher. Maybe if I can make myself believe it, the screeners will believe it too. I'll grab her, and if it turns out I'm being chased, we'll hole up in my old place under the school. Metal shielded cave the screeners haven't found yet. I wish I could be packing. But ever since I had to drop my last accomplice, I haven't been able to find a weapon unlinked to me on the International Firearm Registry. With screeners about, firing a gun to take one of them out would only be a last resort, but still, it was doable, without getting red ID'd on the network, if they didn't see you first and you took them out in one hit. I scope out my place from the outside, and step in cautiously, but he's too wise to that. He has his gun out and me cornered before what? I even hear him. A warrant is already issued and displayed on the tablet screen he holds out to me, and access to my house and every single container inside it has been unlocked to all authorized agents. Akshadeep, I have some bad news for you. Great. Screeners tagged you coming out of screen point. And ScreenNet said your biometrics, your purchase records, and your search records made you a high imminent crime risk. And your restraint movements in the bar matched a physical transaction cover scam. The clincher was a confirmed video from the location and time of the restraint alert. We saw you move past the screen and use the video distraction as cover. It's over, Akshadeep. You're hereby ordered to return the 2.1 stolen 
plus a fee in exchange for a reduced sentence. I, I, do, I don't have the money. I, I didn't take it, I swear. I, I'm done with Q-Art Man. I didn't plant a thing. Uh, here, check my accounts. He pulled up that all-too-familiar projection screen with 12 randomly elected video witnesses. Verified location, biometric, and chain-corroborated video evidence has been posted. Case ID 113A for today. Unified time. Please select your verdicts. The pause that followed was shorter than even a normal second. Akshadeep Kumar, by order of the United Arbitration Court, I commit you to 10 years for transactional fraud. What? And for refusal to provide agent-mandated reparations. Come with me. It's the secretary's watch. One of those old analog gear tickers. A funny accessory on a person who works at Screenpoint. Maybe she knows enough about smart wrist devices to not touch them. I really need this job. The position is reputation reader, and my experiences as a private eye make me ace for the task. Corps need people like me to dig up any dirt I can find on potential employees, on customers, on competitors. The last thing any corp wants is to do business with someone who will fleece him in the end. Reputation readers are responsible for finding out information. In a world of total privacy, that's not always easy. And of course, the job takes a whole new turn at Screenpoint. This company is famous for finding data connections where no one else can. Miss, we're ready to see you now. I step into the interview room, a touch apprehensively. Screenpoint is engaged in a never-ending battle with the GDPS, the Global Digital Privacy Standards. Persons of all kinds, from individuals to corporations to state entities, have the right to full privacy. If I succeed as a reputation reader, I'm likely to move up in the ranks and provide similar services for third-party clients in the future. Clients, like private individuals, who want investigators who are willing to push into legal gray areas to get information the authorities can't get. Clients like me. I might even get the access I need to find out what happened to Macy. It's been, what, four years, 21 days now. Most information in the world is locked up tight, cryptographically. Under most circumstances, it's unavailable even to law enforcement armed with warrants. So Screenpoint is in one of the most prosperous and complex business sectors in the world. They're screeners. They're human and AI experts in building connections from sparse information are held in high regard. All right, Alice, I think to myself. I'm willing to give up whatever they want to get that chance at Macy. I'm sure they normally don't demand full access, but I can give them proofs to verify any questions they have. I can prove my experience and grades are in whatever acceptable ranges they're looking for. I'd even give them full view access if they wanted. Hopefully I don't have to, but I'd do it for you, Mace. I bet I'd make enough money here to pay a good PI for much longer than I've saved up for. No idea what I'd get exactly, but if the message boards out there are anything to go by, working here is worth it. Hello, miss. The man nods. He points to a chair. I sit. Blueprints for tiny gadgets line the walls. 
Most of them are only legally deployable with warrants, which are difficult to get unless you already have hard evidence, or at least proof of criminal history. So let's begin. Can you confirm your suitability for these requirements, please? He presses something on his phone, and I accept the incoming list. It's standard job stuff. I sign off verification that my degrees, my grades, my legal history, and my work experience fall within the parameters presented by the company for this position. Then, I have the option to select additional parameters to verify to bolster my application. I send verification of my graduate degree and a couple of redacted portfolio items. I send some old personality test data and some questions about volunteer experience. And then I reply to a few technical questions that establish my general knowledge in the field. When I'm done, I look up. I'm sending it over now, sir. Something on the man's wrist blinks green and stays green. Good. Based on what I'm seeing here, I'm happy to proceed with our interview. If all goes well, we'll be giving you a test assignment. You'll receive proof of the outcome and our remarks to keep for your profile, should you need to prove those in the future. By the way, my name is Lewis. Might I ask yours? It's Alice. Nice to meet you. I check my account. Wow. With what they'll be giving me, I can dip a little into my Find Macy Savings Fund to spring for a celebratory cocktail. I pass through a security checkpoint, signing an anonymous message to the guard bot to prove that I was authorized to be in the building and am now leaving. The closest bar is a gritty second-floor stab with cyan lights. It reminds me of my favorite neo-noir flicks from the 20s. I step inside and sign off some music tastes to the jukebox. It mixes them in. Over the next half hour or so, it'll slowly and randomly modify its mix to incorporate my picks and the picks of other patrons before and after me. The neon blue light pulses to the music. A girl shows me to a stool at the bar, no, and I look at the tablet brought over know. by the bartender. Oh, it's wonderful to see you this evening, miss. What would you like to drink? I check out this week's special cocktail, the moonshine. <laughs> a new literal meaning has replaced the old one from ancient history. The cocktail features a batch of citrus grown off-planet. Pricey, sure, but organic as a caveman. Supposedly. I order one. Then I turn my attention to the noise of a couple of old pre-coiners next to me. Who's this guy? No idea. Some naked racist rant and it sounds like he's about to go start killing them all himself by the looks of it. Bad choice of background. Good voice modulator, though. Warped motion cap. I recognize the model. At first, it seemed like being able to produce videos with artificial elements was a blessing, one that let witnesses and whistleblowers and minorities of all kinds make their messages heard in a professional, compelling way, without risking any violence to themselves or to their families. But once the tech became good enough, videos like this one multiplied. They took mere minutes to make. It was easy to make content, that incites violent ideologies and publish it to private or public circles. Either way, nearly everyone can live a double life now. Or a triple life. <laughs> there are probably government spy agencies that know how to bug store-bought devices, but with open-source 3D device printing, people dodging the law can easily build devices they can trust not to rat on them. And if they really want to go on a killing spree, like this guy is apparently considering, they can 3D print everything they need for that, too. Untraceable. It's a problem governments are working on. 
but most of the world wants their privacy. And fully private governance, for both referendums and representatives, means that isn't likely to change anytime soon. And that makes sense. Private governance hinders bribability, you know? It hinders corruption. Private vote casting is good. So it's worth the hit to accountability. The bartender interrupts my thoughts. I hope you enjoyed that moonshine, miss. Are you looking for another round tonight? He plants his tablet in front of me, QR code ready to receive money. But I'm into the conversation. Soon people are crowding around to watch the ranting. Maybe VIP, maybe CGI. A couple of people even bump into me. I glance at the screen again and rummage through my things to pull out my phone. Man, that moonshine was a little too much. A few guys offer to buy my drink, but I turn them down. Thanks, but I just got a new job, and I start tomorrow, so so I've got to get going. A few minutes later, I'm in a taxi on the way home. I prove my destination. The app doesn't present my exact home number, but the semi-random location is close enough to my house given the weather. I'll walk a block or two to make it the rest of the way. No warning flashes on my screen. <gasps> Zero balance? I didn't have that many drinks. I scan through my outgoing transactions. Damn. I, I, I sent way out of the decimals back there, and the bar couldn't possibly have charged me that much. Forget moonshine. I could travel to the moon on that amount of money. Can we go back? I've been robbed. Cops are already there. I asked them what's happening. Yes, well, somebody called us when they saw a young man swipe a trans screen from the bartender's tablet. We got warrants for the birds, but the guy just beat it. I... I, I just had my balance wiped. Well, then I've got bad news for you, miss. We've been unable to ID the criminal. We've got a warrant to check the prints, sure, but we couldn't match them with a safe chain proof. I am terribly sorry. I still have some in lockdown, in another account, but I moved most of it over to advance a good PI to get started on Macy's case. All payment is up front for that sort of thing. At least I have my new screen point job. With this setback, I'll have to find cheaper ways, rougher ways to track down what I need. But I'm coming, Mace. I promise you. It might take a little longer now, but I'll find out what happened to you. For tonight, though, I'll go cry myself to sleep. Thanks for listening. This is a cross-post episode, so if you enjoyed it, go subscribe to Bitkenstein's Table on your favorite podcast platform. And please leave your measurement of my podcast to help others decide whether to take the time to listen. You could even leave a review. I'm on Twitter and Medium as Bitkenstein. And I want to hear from you, especially if you would like to join the podcast as a guest and discuss crypto philosophy. Next week, we'll be looking at and analyzing the philosophy of a specific cryptocurrency. Next week on Bitkenstein's Table, the Crypto Philosophy Podcast. <laughs>